What is up, guys? Welcome back to the studio. My goodness, I feel like it's been forever, Cam. It has been a minute. It's been it's been a, it's been a couple minute. minutes, maybe. Yeah, it's been a good minute. I don't have my headphones on. That's what felt weird. Oh, there's a little, I need a little more snare in there. Hold on. Yeah, didn't have my headphones on. Are we supposed to do it? Oh. Whoa. Whoa. Hey. Get your roll on. Face jacks. Are we not doing headphones? Can I don't know. It's been a while, like I said before. There we go. There it is. Wow, you said nice for this. All right. Sexual healing. So I know we've 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 got a lot of uh comments from some of the, the followers that we have here about uh new episodes, to be honest with you. Um I was just talking with a young man the other day uh that said he started over. Oh yeah. Yeah, he nice. said he said I went back. He said, Man, I'm at this episode right here. Uh, listening to it, are you guys gonna you know continue and stuff? And we're, I said, dude, hell yeah, we're yeah. gonna continue. I said we're just we're trying to make sure that the value's added where it needs to be added at and stuff. I think we put a ton of value um, into the early on episodes, which doesn't mean that we're gonna stop because the the goal for what we're doing is much bigger um, than just doing an episode and stuff. But we want to make sure that we're bringing in really high quality con- content, and then outside of that, really high quality uh, guests um, that we're gonna have and stuff. And we we just thought that maybe this one. Uh, we'd want to go back kind of to the roots, right? Yep. Like bring it, bring it back to, to what the shepherds of men are about, you know, and that's, that's a bunch of men doing what they were designed by God to do, um, you know, and having a set of balls. Um, don't, 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 don't get me wrong. And I, I can speak for, for Cameron and, and myself. Um, you know, we are Christ followers. We're believers in God, but we believe that, um, you know, we, we were created for a different purpose, right? Like we weren't created to powder your ass. We were created to uh, open your eyes. Um, you know, for a lack of better words. Um, and, and I think a lot of men need an eye opener and that's not a stab. Uh, if anything, it's empowerment, right? That's, that's us sitting here. More of a call to action than, well, than, than, uh, than a calling out necessarily. Like, right. Let's just fucking go. Yeah. It's, it's an empowerment, man. Like I, I you ever had that, <clears throat> you ever had that feeling where when you walk away from a situation or something and you go, man, gosh, I should have said something. Yeah. Should have said something. Yeah. You know, those are the situations that, that we, we encourage you not to experience. Well, like, the more you have those, the more that weakens you. Yeah. And it's, it starts really eroding your self-image. Yep. You're like, man, I was weak. I was weak. I was weak. I was weak. And, then, and the opposite's true, which I'm, I know you're probably heading down this trail, but the opposite's true. When you act on that, it emboldens you. Yep. You know? And then it gets easier to do it every time. I'm to the point where my wife, like I was telling y'all story earlier, like she could see it coming, and she's like, "Oh Lord, yep. you know, here we go." Because yep. she already knows, like, there's gonna be a reaction. You yeah. know? Well, and not and not only that, but it it emboldens the people around you, um, you know, and that's and that's part of part of your job Even as a man, important. you know, as as a leader is to encourage other people around you. Because I can guarantee you, if you walk away from a situation that you know is wrong, and you didn't say anything, or you didn't stand up, or speak up, or whatever it may have been, and I'm not telling you to go look for fights. But when you're in a situation that you know is obviously wrong and you don't say anything about it, you know, it damages you. But when you do say something about it, I guarantee you there might be some little ears listening yeah. to it and there might be some big ears listening to it that go, you know what? Yeah, he's right. He's right. Have you ever seen somebody start a clap? Something said, something's good. That one guy, all it takes yeah. Yeah. is that one guy to do this. And then all of a sudden there's a chain reaction. It, it works the same way, I think, yeah. in situations where people do dumb shit and they really, really hope that nobody says anything. Because in the back of their mind, they're like, man, if, if, I get, if, if one or two guys stand up right here, we could be in trouble. But as long as nobody stands up, we're good. Because we know what we're doing is wrong. Yeah. Well, you know? I mean, that's, yeah, we could, 
we we could go down a lot of trails with this, but I mean, I think anybody that's been awake for the last however many months would would say, yeah, that sounds familiar. I mean, like maybe some more people need to be speaking up. And yeah. I think, and I think, you know, we're starting to. But it goes back to why we want to talk about this because there, yes, men and women need to both stand up for what's right. But we just believe that there is an attack on masculinity. There's an attack on the on the male role um, as it was created to be to, to be played uh, or lived should say is probably a better way to say that um and 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 it's less and less common to see it played out to see it lived out it's more common to see um kind of a whimpering or a regression or you know retracting back yeah. as opposed to standing up yeah and, and and stop feeling bad for standing up for what's right i mean that's that's just really the fact of the matter there's a there's a book that was written uh thousands of years ago uh it's been writ- rewritten multiple times that tells you exactly what you were designed for. It tells you exactly what your place is in this world. And if you ever have been confused or you don't know, I don't care if you're religious or not, go read the Bible. It'll tell you exactly what a man's place in this world is. And you, you talk about he-man, you know, uh, you know, masculine toxicity. Uh, to- <clears throat> toxicity report. Toxicity. <laughs> <laughs> but you can talk about. You can talk about toxic masculinity and stuff like that all you want to, but if you really look at the true root of what masculinity was 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 created for and and what what Christ sees it as, then it's not toxic. It's absolutely necessary. Yep. Absolutely necessary. Like not even just a little bit like ah it's probably a good thing to have. It's absolutely it's not it's necessary. It's not a good thing. It's necessary. Men have to stand up and be men in society. And one of the reasons that we're in the situation that we're in is because men are not. That, not only men are not, but there's also just an, an, such an attack on it that it's like discouraged and yep. uh, victimized, or not victimized, uh, uh, villainized. Villainized, yep. Yeah, and and so it's like we live in this culture now where it's like, unless you think the way we think already, it's harder and harder to to uh, surround yourself or or be groomed by someone that feels that way. It's more like you just you know whatever is yeah. fine. There's no reason for you to to stand up for what's right. And there's no reason for you to be masculine. Matter of fact, they'd probably be more comfortable for everybody if you were a little more feminine. Yeah. You know, and that's bullshit. No, it is. It is. It absolutely is. And and you should feel just as strongly. And that's why we're talking about this today. That th- This has been weighing on our hearts pretty big. Um, sent this message to Cam the other day about getting in here and talking about this. And Cam was like, dude, yes. And I was like, did you have something else on your mind? He was like, no, that's exactly what I want to talk about. But to Cameron's point, there, there's a lot of, uh, God, how do I put this, bullshit that's going on right now in our culture that is making people that are doing the right thing feel guilty because they're doing the right thing. Well, that and being white, too. That's pretty bad. Yeah. It's, yeah. So if you're a straight white man, good Lord. You know, like it's, <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous on, on how now all of a sudden you're a bad guy, you can, yeah. which, is, which is complete crap, in my opinion, period. Like, and, and it's on the flip side of that, right? You make anybody feel guilty or any kind of way because of where they're at. I don't care if somebody's a different nationality or somebody has a different sexual preference or whatever it is. I'm not, I'm not saying that anybody should ever be bullied or disrespected because of their beliefs. Like, don't, don't get me wrong. I, I, I think if somebody chooses to do something, they should have the freedom to do that. Um, I know Andy Frisell has talked about this a lot. He's a liberal from a social aspect. Uh, but more conservative from a business and a country aspect, right? Like from country aspect, conservatism is way better 
Um, yeah. Obviously, we want to keep the, the government in a conservative fashion, right? So that's a, that's a freebie. Just think about that for a minute. Um, but from a, from a social aspect, man, do whatever the hell you want to do, you know, but right is right. Wrong is wrong. It doesn't change that. If I want to go do drugs, that's my decision to go do drugs. I did some before we got here. That's why I did a couple of lines, but it doesn't make it right. No, it wasn't right. And I, it's now I'm paying for it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, no, but we're having, we're having a little bit of fun with it and stuff. But I mean, the, the fact of the matter is if you know, what if you know what what's right is right which most of the time you do i mean jesus growing up you know understanding what right from wrong is and stuff like that there's times where it's time to speak up it's no longer time to sit back and be like oh well you know that's that doesn't affect my household because i promise you it will yep. and it's coming to your doorstep I, I promise you it will and it's coming to your doorstep um now that doesn't mean go seek out fights right? That's not what we're implying here. You don't have to seek out fights, but you don't have to be agreeable either. That's the biggest thing. That's the biggest difference here is you don't have to be agreeable about it. So one of the things that I wanted to talk about is getting rid of some of the passivity from from a men's perspective, right? You say passivity or passivity? Passivity. Passivity. Same thing. Same thing. I was just checking. Same thing. I got my headphones on. I couldn't. (laughs) So, um, Starting this off, one of the, the, the so I'm reading a book or I'm, I'm rereading a book called Becoming a King. I don't know if you can see that or not. It's called Becoming a King, and uh, it was written by Morgan Snyder. Awesome book. Like I would highly, highly, highly recommend going and checking this book out. Uh, but one of the things that that I was reading, and I don't know if you can see that or not, but all the highlighted stuff here, and it's something I went back to. I'm going to read this, and this is something that really kind of. Um, inspired me uh, to talk about this, but it says, let's take our place at the feet of great warriors who have marked out a path to becoming a warrior. Yet, as we stand at this bend in the path, we remind ourselves that war is never the point. The goal must always be love. A wise elder once said that we fight what is in front of us so that we can protect what is behind us. Our enemies the evil one, the fallen world, and the flesh in the heart of every person are aggressively waging war against our heart, the hearts of those we love, and the hearts of those entrusted to our care. Our passivity will only increase the casualties. We must turn with increasing measure to our father to be trained as a warrior to become the kind of man who not only has the heart to give his life heroically, but also has the skills and strength to do it effectively. So for me, and, and, and Kim, I want your, your input on that. I hope you memorized that whole thing. I, I did. Yeah, I got to, it. Uh, spit it back out. <clears throat> but to me, what that says is when you're, when you're passive in situations that you know you need to stand up, your kids pay for it. Mm-hmm. Your wife pays for it. Maybe not immediately, but eventually they will. And, and, and I'm, not, I'm not trying to get too damn deep in this, but I'm trying to make people understand, like, when it's time to stand up, stand the fuck up. Like, dude, like, don't, don't allow bullshit stuff. And, and I know there's a lot of stuff going on right now. Everybody's shaming everybody for everything, right? Everybody's offended because somebody else said something or whatever it may be. And I'm going to tell you right now, one of the things that hit me really hard with this, and I, I'd moved from Colorado uh, to Tennessee uh, the, year, the, the year before Columbine happened. Columbine shoot. Um, and I had a lot of friends that were over there. Uh, during all that, so it was it was a pretty big deal. But when you look at situations like that, the the kids that that did that kind of stuff, 
were bullied and did not stand up for what they believed in. They they did not have the ability to stand up and they they were too agreeable in those kind of situations. Now, once again, like going back to what we were talking about before, I'm not I'm not saying that you should ever bully anybody for anything, but when you see something that is wrong, you call it out and you stand up yeah. for it. Like, dude, no, hold on. That's that's not okay. That's not the kind of shit that you need. Um, you know, and 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 I think that that's that's one of the reasons that people that tend to be super offended and they don't they don't do anything about it and they just sit back and let that stuff fester that's where situations like that come from uh but the big thing for me was the attack is on the hearts of the people that you protect when you don't stand up yeah is what really hit me no 100 percent. and you know the truth is as men we are called to be providers protectors um and a million other things but those are pretty two pretty important ones um and and you know, that can be a daunting task for sure. And it's not something that we should approach, um, you know, solo on our own. Uh, you know, for us, we approach it with our Heavenly Father and the Holy Spirit lives in us. Uh, we also approach it with our, our brothership that we have. Um, you know, we do life together because we understand it's fucking hard, yeah. you know, especially if you want to do it right. I mean, it's hard if you just want to not, not try, you know, but it's really hard if you actually want to do it right and you actually care about you know, your wife being taken care of and being treated the right, not just treated the right way, but provided for the right way and given opportunities and experiences, certainly for kids, like, you know, the responsibility we have to raise them. We were talking about, uh, that this weekend, I was this past weekend, I was back home, um, little emergency surgery for my stepmom and praise God, everything went great. And, uh, she's recovering. It's going to be amazing. But, you know, we're just having me and my dad were having these conversations about people saying things like a dad saying something when their kid is young and like how, like how somebody said it earlier, either you or O about it being stamped on that kid forever, you know? Um, and I can tell you stories of people that was like, you know, and it, and it can go either way. It can go positive or negative. Like it could be something that was said or, um, compassion that was given or, or coaching or leadership or something that was given that was a positive influence forever. And it can also be, you know, the fact that they, were out of line they did something wrong they made a mistake and again there's no judgment on that people make mistakes but i think what's even worse than that is just the 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 passive dad that like just doesn't you know not involved you know or they let shit slide and i i believe and you'll have to excuse me cocaine's a hell of a drug <laughs> um i believe that kids know i i or at least this is what i've told myself enough to where if i let something slide the first thing I'm thinking about is my kids are watching me and my dad, my, I don't want my kids going, man, my dad's a pussy. Yeah. You know, I really do. I, I I don't know if it's real or not, but I think it is. I think my kids notice when, when a man doesn't stand up to be a man, I just lost something in my headphones. It was not snare. I got plenty of that, but I guarantee you your kids notice more than you think they do. Yeah, for sure. So, so, you know, and it goes back to this whole, it's either negative or positive. It's no, there's no static. So like in, in, in a situation, if a situation happens, your kids either see you stand up for what's right or they see you cower down. They don't not see nothing or they don't see nothing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it, it's not neutral. Yeah. Right. It's, no, it's never neutral. So like there, it's such an important thing to not only not not just think right and live right, but are we cutting out? But also just my headphones, um, but also do right. Like you have to, yeah. not just for your sake, not just for the cer the situation and that current environment's sake, but for the next generation, yeah. you know, because they're going to do what you do. Hopefully they do it better, you know? Um, 
I don't know, man. Like we talked about before we before we um, started recording, the difference in in you know the way our country seems to currently approach things, which is scary. And it's basically we think in four at four years at a time. You know, that's really if if you think about it, as a as a country as a whole, we think four years at a time, and we put way too much, um, we put too many balls in the president's court. And we think that that the whoever's in office or whatever, not even just him or her, but just whatever administration is in in leadership roles in the country, that that determines how our life goes. That's crap. It's total crap. Other countries love them or hate them. I don't agree with what some of them do, but let's say China. China thinks a hundred years ahead of time. You know the stuff that they're doing right now, from a global perspective, they've been planning for generations. Yep. You know, and we're sitting over here twiddling our thumbs trying to decide who we don't want to offend. Yep. You know, well, and I think a lot of that goes back to you know we did we did an episode with with, with Sean Whalen uh, a little little time back and and he made a comment like uh, you know the the way that this country and stuff is is going and stuff but the, the fact of the matter is it's still your country yeah regardless yeah. of who's there you're a part of it and until we can until we can truly understand and appreciate the fact that. The, de- the decentralized control of this country. So, and, and by decentralized control, what I mean by that is the president does not run everything in this country. As, as humans, as citizens of the United States of America, we run this country. And until we get back into that mindset, we're going to be screwed. I, I, I'm, I'm just telling you, like, the dumbest shit in the world is for you to ever think that you're going to put all your stock into a president. And I don't care who you vote for. Like, I thought Donald Trump was a great president. I don't care who, who wants to knock me or who thinks that that's ridiculous. I really don't care. Send me an email. Cool. I get them all day long. <laughs> really don't give a shit. I think Donald Trump was outstanding, especially now, now that we have a puppet in there that can't speak. I think Donald Trump was awesome. But I didn't put all my stock into Donald Trump. You know what I did? I continued on with my life the way that I was supposed to. I took pride in the fact that as a citizen of the United States, I respect the position that he was in. But Donald Trump is another man in this country at that time. I don't know, I don't know about that with Biden. He might, be, he might be an inanimate object. Somebody's working his arms or something. I don't know. I don't know how that works. I don't but know how they can figure out how to work the arms, and yet they can't keep him from shitting himself. <laughs> Sorry, that's say, that's say that out loud. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they got somebody that cleans it up, so oh, at least yeah. well, somebody's got some shit together out there. Uh, but, you know, the fact of the matter is, you need to start taking your position as a father or a husband or whatever it may be in the household just as important as the president because ultimately when it comes down to it, you are raising the next generation. Like Cameron said, you know, like China's thinking generations ahead. Well, why don't we just like build the next generation? How about that? You know, that's what's pretty freaking cool. Why don't we build up the next generation to go, I won't get bullied because I'm not a freaking victim. I don't care if you're bigger than me. I don't care if you're stronger than me. I don't care if you don't believe in what I believe in. I'm not a victim because I'll stand up when it's time to stand up. And I can take an ass whooping. You're not going to die. They're not going to eat you. Take right. the ass whooping. If, if they can do it, then, then let them do it. You know, I used to say that all the time. Whenever I would go to like new schools and stuff, man, I, I, I used to always get into fights and stuff. And I think it was, I mean, it wasn't a pleasant experience for me, but it was one of those things that like, I don't know. I just like tag phrase. Well, whoop me then. Yeah. 
Like every time, every time I go to a new yeah. school, somebody would want to challenge me because I was new. That was natural. I got it. You know, I'd, I'd been to enough schools to know that, that this was coming. That's how it works. But that was how it. That's how it was. It was like, well, whoop me then. And you know, some people are going to get caught up on just the physical side of that. That's just one example. You know, one one storyline. But I I think that that's an important. I don't think we need to be so big on uh, shying away from physical confrontation you know like i like sean's things give violence a chance you know yeah sure like it's it's part of life man like you're not going to eradicate violence you're not going to eradicate uh physical uh you know brawls or whatever you know fights but there's also a mental side of that that's like dude challenge me challenge me like challenge my character challenge my mentality see how mentally tough i am you know you know the whole i'm gonna die on the treadmill kind of thing like just let's just see you know and and you're right when you say a father is way more important than a president. I agree with that 100%. Because the fact is, if we have enough men that are involved in their home and in their household and they're raising their children, then you you turn things back around in a generation. It doesn't matter who the president is. It doesn't matter. But you have more influence with your kids, and you have, but it just takes more than one. Oh, well, it takes more than one good dad. Uh, you if know? you ask me, hey, you could, you, you could have 50 million... A plus dads that just know what they're talking about, know how to raise kids, are are standing on principles, um, you know, and, and expected standards and stuff like that, or an awesome president. There'd be no doubt in my mind where I would go with that. Um, but I, I mean, I, I think physical is one part of it. I think I think mental is is certainly another part of it. But I think when you start when you start really getting into you have to you have to be able to face conflict and i feel like in today's society we we live in a, that virtual world where you can you can talk all the shit you want to behind the curtain and then when it's time to go face to face you don't want to say anything um and, and i think that that's a huge disservice to becoming a man and becoming a warrior and really i mean like this book talks about becoming a king um, because if you want to become a king and a king can be, uh, it's symbology for leading your pack, uh, or leading where you are. And, and believe it or not, there, there are people, I promise you that are, that look up to you and that are happy that you're alive. And, and I don't care who you are. Everybody that's listening to this, there is somebody that looks up to you. There is somebody that looks up to you and is happy that you're alive and it's your responsibility to become the king that you're supposed to become. Um, and, that, and, that's, and that requires you to engage in conflict. If you don't engage in conflict, it's a, there's, a, there's a long-term downward spiral like Cameron was talking about just a second ago. But in order to do that, like you, you owe yourself as much as you do anybody else, right? Like you have to, you have to stand up for what you believe in. And it doesn't mean, like we talked about before, being an asshole, looking for fights and running around and doing a bunch of stupid shit and stuff like that. I'm not talking about going and setting fires, figuratively speaking, <laughs> going and setting fires everywhere just to, just to be combative. It's not about being combative. It's about when you know what's right is right, stand the hell up and do, do what's right. We talked about the shopping cart thing. Yeah. And, and what, what kind of surprised me but really didn't surprise me was the, the, the feedback that we got about putting your, your damn shopping cart up. And it was, and in those situations, like I have, I have seen people and it just might be me noticing this because we've talked about it, but I've seen people make comments to other people and not in a shitty fashion, but like accountability fashion. Like, Hey, don't worry about it, dude. I got it. 
I, my, my grandma's sitting in the truck. She's going to jump out here. She's going to grab your cart for you. She'll push it over to her yeah. cart corral. You know, some of that stuff. Because sometimes you need to be challenged because they'll remember that. So on that, because it's fresh on my mind, some people hear that and go, man, you're being an asshole. Like, you know, whatever. No, he's being he's holding somebody accountable. 100%. The, the fact of the matter is men need to hold men accountable. Yep. Now, sometimes that's an environment where you go to somebody like a brother and say, listen, dude, you ever see me slipping? You whoop my ass or you let me know, you yep. know, don't ever, don't ever let me do anything. If you see me doing something that's going to hurt my family or hurt my, my, my city or what, whatever it may be, you bring it up, yep. you know, because I, if I try to do it all on my own, I might go, that's ah, okay, you know. Just like if I if I walk by the the shopping cart or if I roll mine to the curb and don't put it up, if I'm the only one that is out there, I might be like, man, nobody's looking. Whatever. Well, listen, we're all human. But the fact is, if we have a, a culture and a society of men that hold each other accountable, like, dude, we all need that guy going, hey, bro, come on, mm-hmm. that ain't right. Yeah, you know, and handle business. But but we have to do it. And then it and then it comes to, um, you know, I was talking with. A uh, assistant pastor at our church today had lunch with him, just awesome time, and talking about some things that he he uh, runs a, a program that basically brings back men men back that have gone astray, whether it be with addiction or whatever, and basically uh, just resets them for a year. I mean, it's a year of you're not living at home, you're living here, you're doing this. Uh, it, you know, it's working, it's, it's studying, it's, you know, getting in the word and yes, it's a Christian based thing, but I mean, so far it's worked out pretty good. Um, but we were talking about what, what are some things that are needed past that point? And he said, the number one thing that I see where we fall short after they've gone through this program is accountability after the, he called it, um, aftercare, which was basically having people they're accountable to. After it's like, it's on you now, buddy, mm-hmm. you know? So you think about that for a second, what it, whatever it may be, men calling men out is not a bad thing. No. And I can speak as a man, and I don't want everybody calling out every little thing I do as far as the, your personal opinion doesn't line up with mine. But if I'm actually in the wrong and you call me out, I might not like you doing it, but I know you did the right thing. Yeah. No, I, and I think if you've ever played a team sport, you understand what a team can do for you. You like, I, I, I mean, when you look at teams, especially teams that were, you know, whether you look at football teams that might just have a bunch of seniors on it that should have no business playing with other talented teams. The reason that those teams win is because of the leadership on the team, yeah. the, the accountability that's associated with it. Because I guarantee you those guys during the summertime, when the super talented team had a bunch of young, you know, individuals that maybe didn't understand the whole accountability side of things and stuff, were hanging out, leaning on their talent and stuff. These teams that that had the good leadership involved in a bunch of bunch of seniors and stuff like that on the team, the other players went in the gym even when they didn't want to, not necessarily because they felt the need to do it for themselves, but they had a commitment to the team that they were a part of. That's why you always talk about great teams beat great talent. It's always, yeah. it's always been that way. It's the same way with men. And for some odd reason in society today, and that's another thing that we want to squash that's, that's just a bullshit assumption, is that men should do shit on your own. If you can't do it on your own, then you're worthless. Yep. Yep. That's bullshit, man. Like guys, guys need guys, man. You need other guys around you. We talk about association all the time, man. If you don't have a great association around you, then find one. There's no other answer to that. Find one. Find men that will hold you accountable. It's like Cameron said. 
good good men being around you won't hold you accountable for dumb shit, right? Like, should you have ate that cracker? Like, you probably shouldn't ate that cracker. Like, that's some dumb shit, yeah. right? But but some stuff that is at the core that shows your character, they'll correct. Like, that's the stuff that matters, right? Like, any any character flaws that you start to show, good good company will start to pick up on those character flaws and go, hey, listen, dude, you know, put the damn card up. I saw you leave it twice. Come on, bro. I like I'm with you. I got in the car with you, man. You want me to go put it up? Shit, dude. And and I would expect my brothers to do that. Yeah. But it's it's you you need a team in life. As a man, you need a team in life. And that's 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 a big thing that yeah. we're super, super strong on. That's that's the whole reason we started this is because shepherds of men, that's that's why we, we did it as men and not man, because it's plural. And it's always meant to be plural. It's always meant to be a group or a congregation of men that hold other men accountable. Um, you know, cause there's a lot of times that I do stuff and people check me, you know, Cam might check me on something. And I'll go, shit, you know what? You're right. I didn't even think about it at the time. I'm like, Hey, I just take this little shortcut. No big deal. And stuff like that. And then no big deal turns into a little bit bigger deal. And then that turns into a little bit bigger deal. And then all of a sudden you're three years down the road and you're like, shit, what the hell happened? Nobody sharpened the pencil. Yeah, Nobody ever stopped. You know, you're like, well, whoa, wait a minute. You don't want to go down that road. It's that whole Titanic thing. You know, you just. I don't know if it's Titanic or another one, but we'll use Titanic because everybody knows what it is. But essentially, the guy running the ship, staying on course, he didn't sharpen his pencil. So every time he drew the line at the angle of trajectory, yeah. it got a little wider, a little wider, a little wider. Next thing you know, they hit an iceberg. You know, it matters. It it matters. Yeah. It matters. How, what's the difference? A lot. <laughs> a lot of difference. Yeah, yeah. It matters, especially when you look at it over years of time, Steph. And I, I, I tell you, and just on another another side of this, you know, we talk about from a from a deep perspective and from a family perspective and raising your kids. If you don't have kids and stuff like that, you know, in the future, you know, if you're a good dude, hopefully you do. If you're not a good dude, then don't have kids, please. Um, but if you, you don't know, plan on sticking around to raise them the right way, just yeah, don't exactly. Have them. Yeah, yeah. If you're not going to be around to raise them, because that's a pretty important title. Nobody needs your scattered seed, <laughs> right? That is the most important title that you can possibly own. Um, but I, I, there's, there's a lot of benefits. Like we were talking about not being passive. There's a lot of benefits to that in a lot of different areas. And I can tell you right now, corporate culture and stuff like that. And I know a lot of stuff have gone kind of by the wayside on a lot of different things that a lot of people don't, don't necessarily agree with, but I'm going to tell you right now, um, <laughs> being a agreeable individual is not a promotable individual. Mm. I'm just going to tell you right now. Um, as a as a senior level uh, manager, executive, whatever your your position may be, you're not looking for yes men, you or women, whatever you you're you're looking for individuals to work for you that have the ability to stand up when necessary, right? I I, I when I'm when I'm working with the the individuals that work for me, my goal is to have a conversation where they can call me out in areas where I'm, I'm shortchanged or, or call me in areas where I'm off. Because if I have a group of yes men around me, and that's just a damn phrase, yes men around me, then I'm not, I'm not going to accomplish anything outside of what I'm capable of. That's shitty. Yep. The, the whole purpose in creating a group is to have that, that whole mastermind behind it, right? Like, I can't possibly know everything. So if you're in a position... Where where you're you're at work it doesn't mean that you have to be combative. You have to be a dickhead. You know, learn learn your people skills and stuff like that. But don't be a yes man. Like learn to be uh, uh like a little bit more aggressive in your meetings. Learn to get your point across and stuff. Now know what you're talking about. 
If you walk in there yeah. and you're, you know, you're just saying some dumb shit, that that's on you, man. That's stupid. If that's the way you take that stuff, then then carry on, do that, watch your career go down the drain. Whatever. You if you can't understand what I'm saying here, but the the whole purpose is people leadership, real leadership Look for people that stand up. Look for people yeah. that have backbone. So being too agreeable is, is not a promotable kind of character that you want in your life. So from a career perspective, I yeah. truly believe that that's important. Well, yeah, and, and, and don't flex on what's right, you know, because may, there may be situations, there probably will be situations where it won't benefit you in that moment, but overall it will. Because yeah. I, I, I just, you know, this is one thing I teach my kids, like trust your gut and always do what's right. It's always do what's right. There, uh, my three-year-old was about to lie about something the other day. I knew he was about to lie about it. And I just looked at it and said, listen, dude, don't lie about it. Even if you're wrong, even if you already know what you did was wrong, you already know I know what it is, don't lie about it. I won't, I'm not even mad at you. I'll be mad at you if you lie, right? So, you know, same mentality is just do what's right. And if, if there's a, a, a pushing or a nudging or a, a whatever, there's an undertone of somebody encouraging you to not do what's right, don't flex. Just just don't even flex on it. Just like, no, dude, I'm not doing that, you know? And you will create a reputation. I've done this. Now, we work in different environments where I'm more like small business ownership and a lot of independent contracting type stuff. You're more in a corporate world. So from a promotion standpoint, I agree 100% because I've seen it happen in your career. Um, in mine, it creates a reputation of being a um, an asset to other small business owners and other um particularly for me other contractors and things like that because you, you develop this reputation of i have faith in bringing him in in partnership because i know he's going to do what's right i know he's not going to waver you know and just do what's easy yep. right so it works the same way you know no matter what you do um i i had a i got to brag on my dad while we're on this topic it's c- kind of in line with what we're saying but was back home this weekend went to his job site um because they were actually on our our property uh, cutting timber and everything. And there was a, one of the truck drivers that they contract came over there, started talking to me. I had met him when I was a kid long forever ago. And his, his brother used to work for my dad and all this stuff in small town. But this dude's like 71 years old, drives a truck. He, uh, and I appreciate everybody dealing with my, um, cocaine addiction again, but <laughs> Hay fever, <laughs> talk about a reputation. All right, that starts, guys. Um, so he, anyways, he he's just started driving for them a year ago, and he said it's the best decision I've ever made in my life. Seventy one, he says the best decision I ever made. He said I wish I had started working for them a long time ago. What happened was he had just um he had driven for somebody for I don't know however long years and years and years. They shut down. They basically were just like we're done. He drives by, uh area that my dad is working he knows knows of him have known of him for forever and literally just stops because he knows if i can get a job with them i'm gonna be in good shape pulls in there and says hey when can i start driving for you my dad goes i hope you're not kidding because we can load you up right now you know and essentially my dad's reputation had created an environment where this guy was like if i could ever get on with them i know there's there's no gray area it's gonna be black or white he's gonna do what's right i'll be taken care of and it's proven to be true. And he told me flat out, he said, I've tried to get people to say something bad about your dad and your uncle, and I can't find them. I can't find anybody, you know? So yes, that's a, hey, they're, they're good people, but they also, they, they stand up. And I, and I promise you, you know, you meet my dad, like you'll love him, 
But if you ever did anything that wasn't right, he will call you out on it in a second. In a second. But people are attracted to it, not repelled from it. And I think that's where a lot of people get it confused is that they think, well, if I do this, it's not um, it's not comfortable for everybody. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to repel people from me. I'm not going to attract. That's not true. That's not how it works. That it's it seems a little counterintuitive, but like it really is. The more stuff you call out, and the more you do what's right, and the more that you kind of maybe rub people the wrong. When I say rub people the wrong way. I mean, in the right way, like not again, like you said, not like trying to pick fights, not trying to be an asshole, not trying to like, you know, poke people and stuff like that and, and egg them on, but like just literally going like, nope, not standing for that. We're not doing that. You, you, it starts pulling people towards you that go, man, that's so refreshing. It's so refreshing because people actually do really like to be around. Right. I think when you're in the wrong, personally, you know, if you're living a life that's you know, crooked or whatever, I think it just eats you up inside and you you know it all the time anyways. Well, and other people can feel that on you. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I firmly believe that. I, people that are not truly real. You know, we talk, we, we talked about char- uh, character ethics, Yep. Uh, you know, and, and, and stuff like that. Like it's it, personality ethics are, are important, right? Like you, you need to be able to relate to people, but character ethics are essential. Uh, you know, character ethics are some of those things. It's like, you know, I don't, I don't know your dad, but just from the way that you talk about your dad, I would not expect your dad to walk into a board meeting or walk into a sales room or something like that, all spiffed up and be able to smooth talk a bunch of people into something. I take your dad as a guy <laughs> that stands on a unbelievably firm character ethic. Yep. I, I see your dad as being the type of guy that uh, people talk about him. He doesn't talk about him. Like yep. that's, that's, that's where character ethics yep. come in. Um, you know, and, and it's so funny when you're saying that I was thinking about, you know, what's the downside to having a backbone? What's the downside right. to being really strong character ethics and stuff like that? And like you said, you rub people the wrong way. But to be honest with you, I mean, what do you really do? Piss off a bunch of fake people? That's exactly right. The only people you rub the wrong way are the ones that are are in the wrong anyways. They're, you know? they're, yeah, fake most of the time. Or they, Weak, have their fake. Own, they have their own demons that they're not willing yeah. to face. And let's be honest, most of the time, the reason that we're not willing to stand up is because we don't want to face our own demons. Or they have an agenda that, and that you standing up kind of gets in the way of them, you know, moving that agenda forward. No, yeah, 100%. You know? and, and, and the fact of the matter is, long-term in life, uh, whether it's career, relationships, kids, whatever it may be, uh, one of, one of the things that I've always thought is like unbelievably like kind of it was it was it was very simple and very like everybody should know this, but it was kind of mind blowing. Was if you don't raise your kids, you'll raise your grandkids. Yeah, uh, that's the fucking truth. How often do you see that? Now? A lot. Yeah, a lot. You see it now. You know, and that's and that's that goes back to character ethics, man. You raise your kids, and by raise, like that's a, that's a one word to explain a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of really ugly shit that goes on. Doesn't mean on. keep them alive. Yeah. And there's there's a lot of people and and I think it goes back to anything like and and when you look at and I'm not trying to compare, you know, being a father to being like a professional athlete or a, a a musician or whatever it may be, but you see the victory, right? When somebody raises a great kid, you look at it like, "Oh my gosh, their kid is successful business owner, got it put together, does the right thing, has a has a solid family and stuff like that." He has parents behind him or her that did the right thing. And you didn't see all the ugly shit in between. Yeah. You didn't see that kid getting his ass whipped. You didn't see the father or mother, like what Cameron just said. I hope my kids see me do what needs to be done. I hope my kids see me acting out what I'm talking about. Like, I don't, yeah. I'll show you that I love you. And later on in life, you'll understand because of my actions. And stuff, and, and and that's you know it's it's one word to explain a lot that goes into that. But understand, 
Like if you are a good parent or you're struggling or whatever it may be as a parent, like keep going, dude. Don't go, don't get weary in well doing, man. It's it's worth it. It is one hundred percent worth it. And there's a lot of ugly that nobody yeah. sees for a little bit of victory. Like, man, they got some awesome kids. You have no idea what they did to have awesome kids. Well, and how long it takes, how much sacrifice there is, how how much selflessness there is. And oh, I think shit. that's where a lot of the the failing and Again, all this comes from areas of us knowing that we we uh, this we're accountable to this too. Like you know, we're responsible for this too. But you know, it's I think in maybe in the sports analogy, it's a little easier to accomplish things in those arenas because you think this is I can focus on me and what I'm going to get or my team or whatever. But when you go to raise the kid, I mean, you think you know, let's just say 18. I don't know who you know threw out that just random number one day and said that's when you're an adult, but Let's just say for 18, you got 18 years. So some people would say, man, you only got 18 years, which I kind of agree with that. But others would say, you know, he's only four. You know, I've got him till I'm 18. So this doesn't matter that much. You're crazy, man. Or, or, you know, I can be a little selfish in these younger years and then I'll get around to being a dad. Like, no, that's nuts, dude. It's such a long-term play. Like you said, the payoff is when your kid's 25 and he goes, man, all that shit that I was pissed at you for like disciplining me and telling me no sometimes or maybe even a lot of times like it's all starting to make sense now then when they're 35 they're like wow and they're having their own kids and they're like man i just totally didn't even get where you're coming from then they're 45 and you're like me telling your dad like i am so grateful that you just did not whimper down to appeasing me and like just making sure i felt good all the time and i was always happy Mm. all that bullshit every decision he made that i'm aware of was made with the intention of me being a man, not just the intention of him raising me to a point where I could turn the microwave on by myself. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he didn't need me to learn how to like, yes, there, yes, there's obviously practical things. I need you to learn how to hunt and gather, yep. but, and, and, and be a pr- productive person in society. But really I want you to be a good person. I want you to have a good core, have good character, have integrity, have honor. Like, honor other people you know be selfless yourself like i mean that's the you know the longer play is like i want and this i think about this stuff all the time i i, I hope more people do I, I feel like they don't as much as we should but because parents are raising their grandkids yeah you know so but i i think about like with owen first one to come to my mind when you got a gaggle of them is not only am the decisions i'm making and the actions i'm taking the things i'm doing the times i'm standing up are they impressionable to him that's an impression that will be passed to his kids, you know, because how many times have I told him things that my dad did? And I'll flat out tell him, Papa Joe says this, mm-hmm. you know, so when Papa Joe, my dad was doing it for me, he wasn't just affecting me. He was affecting me and my kids, and that's going to affect their kids. And this is how you have a society that's like, you know, I, I picture the Spartans that are like, there's just thing, there's just like this core that yep. doesn't change. There's this, there's these principles that you live by that you just do not, I keep using the word flex, I guess because my brain is numb right now and I can't, my vocabulary is lacking, but you just, you're not, you're not wavering on, yep. you know? Um, and it's so important. And I just think we've, I, and, and I, again, I, I get what Sean Whalen was saying. It's like, you know, be careful when you say society, this society, that, because we're part of society. And I agree. I take personal responsibility for it, but it, it's just so commonplace now. I think for that you, to not be worth people not think about that. Well, and I think I think what you can what you can really take away from that is we we are part of society, but the problem with 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 society is that kind of stuff is under attack. 
Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. Oh, well, let's it's traditional. Well, okay. Well, let, let's look at that. Maybe that should tell is, you something. Is, is traditional? Is is it detrimental to society or is it good for society? Right. Like that's what we should look at, not the fact that it's traditional, right? So, like being a like, okay, here's what disciplining your kids. Yeah. Like the, spanking the, the, for those the of people, you that are, yeah, the yeah. people that are out there that that want to talk about how oh you shouldn't discipline your kids and stuff. Well, you should kiss my ass. Like that's that's what I think about right that. in the my spot kids, that I would spank there. Yeah, my my kids will get disciplined and they'll get disciplined accordingly. And fairly for what they do. And they always will. Because what they'll understand long term is consequences where your kids won't. That's, that's the biggest difference. And if you can't see that long term vision, then, then you'll pay for that long term. And here's the thing. It's because I love them. That's 100%. It's not, it's not, it's not that I don't I love them. them. It's because I love them that I discipline them. Well, well sure. And it's, it's most of the time, I don't want to do that because I want to. Like, Believe it or not, I don't want to sit here and whip my kids, man. The last thing that I want to do is take my son up there and whip his ass, especially when he's upset about something or whatever it may be. But what I do want to do is make my son understand, or my daughter, that the next time that that situation arises, there's something that goes off in his head. Yep. Because talking doesn't always work. You know, spare the rod, spoil the child. You believe whatever you want to, but I promise you, I've seen the difference. I lived in a household and have seen the difference in how two boys yeah. turned into men. I've seen it personally between me and my brother. Like, I'm just telling you right now, I, my, my mom didn't play no games with me. My mom would bust my ass in a heartbeat. My mom got to the point where I got too big and she was busting spoons over my ass and stuff. She started smacking me in the face. <laughs> and for some odd reason, when my brother was born nine years later, because I guess he was just a little pup and stuff like that, he didn't get it. Yeah. And I'm just going to tell you, my brother just got arrested again. Like, I, I'm, I, and it's, it, I understand what happens with consequences. Yeah. I understand that every action that I take has a consequence, whether it's good or bad. So I have to make a good decision there. There are times where I make decisions knowing there's going to be a bad consequence with it, but it's a calculated decision. Like, I'm going to go have fun tonight. I'm going to go have some drinks. Probably not going to feel great in the morning. <laughs> And I still do that. I'm not saying that I don't. I'm not perfect by any means. I don't live a perfect life. But I'm going to tell you right now, I don't do dumb shit that's going to compromise my family. Right. I well, understand the consequence. Yeah. And, you know, the truth is, you know, if you don't discipline, if, if you don't, let's speak to adults, if you don't discipline yourself, you will be disciplined. Okay. So as a child, a child is not mature enough to discipline themselves. This is what drives me absolutely insane is when, well, he wanted to, or he didn't want to. No shit. He's four. <laughs> you know? I mean, well, we were going to take him to the doctor because he broke his finger, but he didn't want to go to the doctor. So now we've got to amputate it. You're a bad parent. <laughs> like, seriously, that's, that's ridiculous. Like, you should be ashamed of yourself, and somebody should pick up your children and take them to a home that loves them. I'm being dead serious on that shit. Yeah, Th this crazy. whole letting your kids make decisions. Like, listen, I get like, what do you want for lunch? There's times when I'm like, what do y'all want for lunch? And I'll let them decide. But if I let them do that every time, do you know how bad their eating habits would be? Oh, yeah. You know how poor health they would be in? No, we, we create an environment where like, this is what we're having. This yeah. is what we're doing. Now, there may be moments where it's like, hey, you guys get to pick. Whatever. But going back to the discipline side. My dad was always a big believer in getting your bluff in early, you know, because mm -hmm. I think some people get it twisted. They're like, are you just going to spank your kids all the time? No, no. no. I'm going to spank them really good a couple times. That way they remember. Dude, my dad got me good twice. Yeah. That, everybody hears me talk about my dad like, man, he was really strict. He was. But he must have spanked you all. The hell, he spanked me twice yep. in my entire life that I remember. Yep. And I remember. 
I remember both of them. I remember what I remember what the belt looked like. I remember what the curtains looked like in the room when it happened. Oh, I can tell you everything about it. I can tell you how long it lasted, and I can also tell you that after that, I really only had to get like one of these sideways head tilts. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh no shit! I remember what happens now, you know. And I can't. And that that alone, and he did that for myself. He did that for my uh, my step nephews that he kind of helped raise because they didn't have a early on. They didn't have a father figure close by, and and they'll every one of them will tell you. Hadn't been for that, I'd have made a lot of really bad decisions. Yes. You know, I, and, now, and we all screwed up. We all did stupid shit. But I think I did a lot less stupid shit because my dad took the time to love me enough to beat my ass. Well, and, and that goes back to what we're talking about. You have to engage in conflict as a man. Like, sometimes that's uncomfortable, right? And yeah. I believe that some men don't do that because they don't want to deal with it. Like, they yeah. don't want to deal with the emotional part of it and, and the conflict that's involved in it and stuff. And they're, they're a little bit more agreeable. Like, oh, well, it wasn't that bad and stuff like that. Your dad was a man of principle. Your dad was a man of character, and he stood on it. You crossed the line, and he let you know what happened. Yep. But he probably didn't micromanage you either. Not at all. He no. probably wasn't the one to be like, "Uh, you gonna do that? You gonna do that? Why are you? Why are you not doing that? Why are you not doing that?" Like I just don't see that. I see that as here's the line. Yep. You cross the line, you get your ass busted. Outside of that, you figure it out. It's like you were talking yep. about. Every once in a while, I, I let my kids make decisions. I let my kids make decisions because I think it's good for them to understand. When my son's like putting salt on his food, I'll give him a warning like, hey, dude, chill out on the salt. Man, you're not going to yeah. like that. So, no, I want salt. Okay, put it on there, big boy. Yeah. I don't argue with my kids. I have zero interest in arguing with my kids. So he'll start unloading it, but guess what he does? Eats the salty-ass shit yeah. that he just yeah. loaded We're salt on. He's going to eat it. Yep. And, and, and most of the time, I wouldn't make him eat something that he didn't like, but if he took action yeah. to make it there, next time he picks up that salt shaker, he will remember that taste of salt. Yep. He'll remember that shit. And that goes back to maturity as a parent, though. Like, don't, you know, like that you have to know you got to pick your battles, right? Like, I'm going to let my kid do what he's doing because I know that I'm watching him. If he falls right there, he's not going to die. And he there's might, a lesson that can be learned. Yeah, he might scrape his yeah. face up a little bit. Yep. He won't do it again. Yep. I'm not going to catch him. I can tell you that right now. But I'll tell you what, you ever yell at your mom like that again? I'm going to bust your ass. Dude, that one gets me. And I think that's an important one that we do pause on for a second because I, I've had, especially my recently, my, my teenage stepson kind of came at some came with some tone back to his mother. And I was not even in the conversation. I was in another room. And I heard that tone kind of ratchet up a little bit. And, dude, you're talking about some hairs on my back stood up. Mm-hmm. And I came out of my chair so fast. I was like, boy, you better watch it. Like, I went, it was like, I heard my dad's voice in me, yeah. like, you know, but it's one of those things that's important. It, it was that kind of whole, uh, the, the dominance yeah. and, and also understanding, like, we don't know, we don't do that. There ain't yeah. nothing okay about that. Yep. Right. That's it. And, and well, you know, he was upset. I don't give a shit what he was. Like, that's your mother. Yep. And she, not only was she right and she's your mother, that, that's pretty much the only thing, two things you need to know. Yeah. Now there may be situations where some of the thousands of people listening to us go, well, my mother's, you know, she's a shit show mm-hmm. and she's a dumpster fire. Okay. Yep. Great. Respect the respect, position. respect that she's your mother. Yep. And maybe pull yourself out of that conversation. Completely. 100% respect. Remove the position. I don't care if your mom's a piece of shit. Your mom, your mom is still your mother and yeah. you respect the position of mother because it was endowed by God. And if now, she's making bad decisions, she's not she's a good mother. On. Then you you need to figure out how to oh yeah how to yeah, get but away you from that. You still respect it, hundred percent. You you yeah. can still walk up, give her a kiss on the cheek, and say, "Mom, hope hope you get love better." You. Yep, uh, love you. You know whatever it is, you don't disrespect her. But see, that goes back to like what you were talking about. That that's that's a really really good example of 
of what we're talking about here. You draw the line. It's not just with your kids. It's, it, it's within society, yeah. life, whatever it may be. There's a line that you draw. That's where your character, people start infringing on your character ethics. That's where you draw the line and you stand up at that point in time. All the other bullshit that goes on outside of it. And I think that's what you see in society today in the silent majority. There's a lot of great people. I believe, I believe personally that society is made up of a lot of really great people. I think there's shitty people out there. I, there's no doubt in my mind there's shitty people out there. Yeah. And they're generally the loudest ones yeah. out there. And, and we see that. We see that today. Yeah. There's generally the ones that are out here yelling and screaming about all the bullshit that's going on and stuff are usually the shitty people. Just to be honest with you, that's just my, my opinion uh, fact. But if, if you look at a lot of the people that have really strong character, they have a definitive line. They don't toil up in the bullshit kind of stuff. But when you cross that line, it's time to play. Yep. And it's game on at that point. It's just like with your kids. Like I was, I, same thing happened. Um, you know, Maverick raised his voice to, to Dina the other day, and I was on a conference call. I, I was upstairs on a conference call, and I heard him yell at her when he came back from school because she told him he couldn't do something or whatever, and he got mad about it and yelled at her. And I said, excuse me for just a moment. I stood up and walked over the rail. I said, you ever talk to your mom like that again? I will walk downstairs, and you will not be walking when I get done with you. This is such a great example, too, because of because the fact that you didn't go, like, number one, I heard it. I'll get back to that. You, you like, you literally, if y'all listening, you heard, you saw in action the hierarchy of needs and role for Josh. Like, his job took a, a lower seat to yeah. his being a father yeah. and being a husband at that moment, too. Yeah. You know, because not that Dina can't defend herself. No, she shouldn't she, drop I, kick his ass across the house. Part but. of me was like, man, you better hope she don't get home. Yeah, I'm actually <laughs> protecting you right now. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Um, <laughs> but the truth is, and, and so, number one, uh, you did what was right. Number two, your son saw you do it, not only in general, but saw you step away from something less important. He immediately knew it was important enough for you to step away from a very demanding career. Um and and what's even cooler to me as I hear you tell that is that all the people in that conference call saw you step mm -hmm. away. Now that's when you start getting a reputation for being a real man. When people go, a real dad doesn't give a shit what you're talking about on whatever your A3 document it is, <laughs> because his son just re disrespected his mother, and that's far more important uh, for our society. 100%. We can redo the spreadsheet later. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you can't redo the five year old, six year old, however yep. old it is. You can't redo that. Well, that, that's the difference between character ethics, man. That, that's, and I think that's what it boils down to, man. When you start talking about it, people that are super agreeable don't know where their character ethic line is. They don't, they don't know where their line is. When you start to define who you are and what you'll tolerate, then, then that's where your reality will yeah. start to, to build itself. Like you, you, you become what you tolerate, right? So if you're wishy-washy and you, you're, you're super agreeable, then you're going to be miserable, man. Because you're gonna have no identity to you whatsoever. You're just gonna you're just gonna ebb and flow with what's going on yeah. around you and stuff like that. And I highly, highly encourage you to understand who you are and where you want your character ethics to be. There's people that have character ethics way up here above mine. Yeah. Like, don't right. get me wrong. I'm not saying I got perfect character ethics by any means. There's people that I aspire to have character ethics like them. I'm not saying that, but start somewhere. Yeah. For Shit, sure. Draw a line somewhere. Have a damn standard. And, and then yeah. from there, build your standard. Yeah. Build them from there. I want to go back to something um, because, it, well, number one, there's there's people, men listening to this specifically that they've never had that example, right? And so they just they're literally right now, you know, sometimes we've talked about this in the past. It's like sometimes we feel like we say stuff and it's like, well, everybody knows that, but they really don't. Yeah. They really don't. You know, they've never had the example. They've never read the books. They've never been in the association. They've just never had that kind of input. 
And all they've known is the maybe even the opposite of that, or just something that's not as it's more gray than that. Yep. So you know, if if that's you, it's got to change. And I think you know that in your heart of hearts, you know that just letting life happen to you is not the way to go. It's just never gonna. Wow, that's that's intense. Um, did you have an idea, or that just <laughs> <laughs> it just happened? It just happened. It never has ideas. <laughs> uh, but so that's one part of what I wanted to to piggyback on but the other thing was going back to the the discipline of your children because i think another piece that's important is that um i don't want it to sound like that maybe we i'll just speak for me don't uh have that feeling of damn i hate seeing my kids upset you know like i really do like if i have to spank my kids not i don't want to spank them either just like you don't but there's also that I don't want them to be mad at me. Mm. I don't want them to not like me right now. I don't either, man. Mm. It breaks my heart when my kid doesn't want to give me a hug. Mm. I mean, like, breaks my heart. But as a man, and I'm not even going to say this as a man or a woman. I don't think it's necessarily the same. As a man, it is 100% necessary for you to make calls sometimes and to do things sometimes and set standards and discipline sometimes and have your children not like you right then. I have told all my kids. My role is not for you to like me. I don't really care if you, I do care, but I can't. I I can't allow myself to care more about you liking me than my responsibility to raising you. Mm -hmm. Now, I believe that if you do that right and they know that you love them because it's reinforced by, now we're talking tough, but it's reinforced by a lot of love, dude. I hug on my kids and kiss on my kids all the time. I mean, all the time. We're, we're eyes, you know, lock eyes. I love you every day, multiple times a day. Mm -hmm. So don't get it twisted. When, when I have to discipline, they know it's coming from somebody that loves them and cares about them, right? And so, but it, it, but it breaks my heart to, to have to do that. And I think where, unfortunately, a lot of fathers um, or dads that maybe haven't figured out how to be a father yet um, get into this position where, like, I don't want that feeling. Like, it's just easier to not have to, you know, I don't want to be upset with me. They can be mad at their mama, you know, or they think it's not important. It's just, you have to, dude. You have to be willing to just... Maybe, you know, today they're just not going to like me. Well, I it's think, okay. I think, I, I, I honestly believe, and to your point, I believe love is built off of respect. Like, real love is built off of a base of yeah. respect. It, it's, it's, a, it's a challenge to love people that you don't respect. You can have love <laughs> for re- people. <laughs> yeah, I love you because you're a human, and yeah, I don't want you to die. In, in a different kind of way, but, but there is a deeper level of love to people that you respect. Yeah. You have, and that's guys, girls, whatever it may be, kids, parents, you know, whatever. Um, so I, I, I agree with you, but it's the difference between a long-term play and a short-term yeah, yeah. play, right? Am I yeah. trying to be their best friend right now and trying to win the game, or, or am I, am I doing the long-term play? You're or selfish playing, versus selfless. Well, well yeah. I'm playing chess. You're playing checkers. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's that's the way that I look at that. Like we're 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 different people. Yeah, we're we're not the same. You know, and I hope one day we are for the sake of your children. Um, not saying that I'm going to raise perfect kids because I, I don't know. You know that I I have flaws just like anybody else. But I'll be damned if it's not for a sake of trying. Yeah. Um. You know, and I I understand that. You know, there's there's one of the things, and, and to your point, when you said you give them a lot of love, one of the things that I do with my kids, and I don't necessarily want to make this all about kids, but I think it's super important. It's a, I think a I lot think of people a, that listen a great to this, parallel. Though. Yeah. It it really is, but. I will bust my kids' asses about stuff, and then I'll make sure that afterwards yep. there is a clear understanding of like yep. face-to-face. And you guys heard me talking about taking a knee in front of my kids and not, not in, a, in a fashion of, of bowing down, but in a fashion of getting in their level. 
Like you hit the line, okay? And I busted your ass. And it's very clear that what you did was screwed up. But I want you to understand why what you yep. did was wrong afterwards. So it's not just a, I'm going to bust your ass and then a, I'm going to go drink beer and watch TV. It's not TV. a power play. No, yeah. it's not a power play. Not at all. It's, yep. it's a lesson. Yep. You know, and then I'm going to tell you right now, you want to get their attention, make their ass hurt. And they'll listen. What Todd always say is like the little wooden spoon is a little spot right on their rear end makes their ears work. Just turns them on. Just just turns them right <laughs> every on. time. But you know to go to, to go back to that because um, there are people that don't have kids or or just you know speaking to adults holding adults accountable, men holding men accountable. You know there there are times where holding again not to just be tough talk holding another guy accountable accountable is not always getting in his face most times it's not no most no, times it's not. it's not getting in his face and talking tough to him and you know whooping his ass because he's doing wrong most times it's coming in with love most times it's coming in with a with an arm around their shoulder yep. be like bro you yep. know you know that's wrong or a level of disappointment like yeah yeah and I, and, and honestly that's takes. And, and you can you can hold somebody accountable, and I was going to say you can hold somebody accountable and love them. I don't know that you would hold them accountable if you didn't love them. Um, but even if it's a, a quote-unquote stranger, it may just be another guy that you know that you're holding them accountable or, or an interaction with somebody out living life. Yep. You hold them accountable, but you can do that with a heart of, I believe you're a good person. You're better than that. Yep. Let's not do that anymore. Well, and let's, and let's be honest. There's, there's a flip side of this, too. We talk about the negative a lot and guys that are, that are underperforming or guys that are just doing stuff that they're not supposed to be doing. Sometimes it's out of ignorance. Yeah. Sometimes it's on purpose. Sometimes it's just yeah. shitty people. But on the flip side of that, when you see somebody holding the line, give them some knuckles, man. Yeah. When you see a guy walking through a gym that's in, and sees a, some, you know, some trash on the floor that's not his or whatever like that, dude, acknowledge that shit. Like, walk by and be like, hey, dude, I saw what you did. Yeah. And, and, and that's all it takes. Yep. Saw what you did and move on. And that dude walked and he's like, okay, like, uh, I'm sorry, but it is. Now let's talk about single guys for real yeah. quick. And I know, I know we're running, we're running into the end of time right here. I don't want to, I don't want to take it too long, but I don't, I don't want to leave uh, this. This is universal for a man. 100% universal. We've talked about kids. We've talked about faith. We've talked about uh, being, uh, you know, in, in a, a marriage. We've talked about holding other men accountable. I'm going to tell you right now as a single man, if you are a dude that has very strong character ethics, that is willing to stand up for shit that he believes in, women will love you. I don't care what you look like. It's They'll true. find something attractive about you. I promise you. If you are a man that has a level, because I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, when you're able to hold the line and you're not an agreeable individual, you have competence. Because like Cameron talked about before, Whenever you, whenever you continuously are willing to stand up for your beliefs and you are willing to stand up for what your character ethics uphold and your standards, you build confidence. That's what happens. If you're single right now, the best way to pick up a chick that's way out of your league is you better have some damn confidence. Yep. And that's how you build confidence. You find out where your line is, and then you build your standards from there because the women will come according to your standards. Remember what we talked about earlier? What you tolerate is what you become. If you tolerate shit, you'll get shit. I promise you. <laughs> it's so true, man. It's so true. And you see these guys, you're like, damn, he got kicked his coverage. And then you talk to him, you're like, okay. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. No, he, didn't. he didn't. Just in looks. Yeah, just in exactly appearance. Exactly what he deserves. Just in appearance. That's exactly right. But it, it is, it's 100% true. And people don't want to talk about this because it sounds you know, sexist or 
you know, traditional or whatever. The fact of the matter is, dude, women want a man that can protect them. Mm -hmm. They want a man that they know will beat somebody's ass if they have to. They want a man that will provide for them. If And they may choose to do something, too. I'm not saying that they won't. But they want to know that if I decide one day I don't want to or if I'm not capable of providing for myself, I have somebody that's going to provide. And even past that, they're going to provide for my kids because some motherly intuition tells them logically, at least for a week or two, I might want to stay home with the baby. Right. You know, like, and if it's longer than that, do it longer. But I'm just like, there's, there's something in a woman that goes, I want a man that cannot just give me a kid, but they can allow me to be a mom because they can handle business without me. And you know, we see, and I, again, I know, we'll probably get some DMS on that one, but the fact of the matter bring is, <laughs> bring them all. Okay, I'll get to them. Yeah, <laughs> maybe I'll answer them eventually. Pass this off to the marketing department. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> bunch of fist bumps. <laughs> Heart. Yeah. So maybe there's another one on there. I think. Oh. Uh, so, but, I've but seen that one. yeah, I've seen that one too. But the point is, it, that's not a sexist thing. That's not a you know, you know, taking power away from women. They're not equal. That's nothing to do with that shit. Quit trying to create that. Like that, if that's in your head right now, that's you. That's you not anyways. us. Yeah, but that, but no, but seriously, that's that you're projecting that shit. That's not us. Uh, it it is literally just like knowing that a woman and a man are different. And I know that's not popular nowadays either. But you know, O said it pretty quickly or, or pretty clearly earlier. Like, uh, you know, do you have a dick? Then you're a man. Wow. If you don't, seems then you're not. Off. Right? I mean, let's just let's let's call a spade a spade and a dick a dick. You know? Yeah. So, you know, we get vulgar sometimes, but maybe we're supposed to say penis. Well, the fact of the matter That's is more biologically dude, correct, I listen, guess. Listen, I agree with you. Women are looking for a beast that knows how to act. I, I'm gonna tell you right now, women are looking for a beast that knows how to act. You know, like guys always talk about I'm looking for a lady in the streets, but a freak in the sheets. <laughs> I I'm telling you, it is, is the same way in reverse. It is the same way in reverse. Women are looking for men that know how to act and know how to carry themselves, but can be that that beast when it's time to be that beast. Yep. And and that's why. And sometimes, and I, I'm, I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take it right here because this is an adult show. That's why in the bedroom, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right now. Most women like being choked. Most women like being dominant. I'm just gonna tell you right now, is dude. So? It is what it is. It's the it's the damn truth of the matter. Women women would rather have an aggressive man than one that just easily kind of comes on to him and stuff and doing all this i promise you you go grab your girl throw her against the wall don't well, okay ah, well, we should it? probably so let me, let me preface, preface not this. choking yeah, like not, no, I'm hurting about grabbing her like, like yeah, yeah aggressively like, grabbing her like not yeah damn i'm yeah. going down the wrong so here like this is the thing i don't need you to be mentally mature in this situation <laughs> yeah. like be aggressive with her like with the intent class. of loving her hard there you go we'll put there it that go. way love her hard not not beat her ass right there you like go. that's don't choke your wife yeah, like, or girlfriend. Or, man, that went, that went south real quick. Yeah. So I apologize. Let me clarify this, okay? Women love aggressive men, okay? Aggressive men that can control their tempers, there right? The reason that there, we've talked about this before, there is no virtue without a dark side. Every man has a dark side. You need to embrace your dark side, develop your dark side, strengthen your monster. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you're going to do that, you better strengthen your character yep. to compensate for that monster. Because the monster's good. The, mo the, the monster is needed because I promise you the devil come knocking at your door one day and it's time to take off the mask. Like, it's time to get right. And you're going to have to get right at some point in your life or somebody's going to get right with you. That's just the way that it goes. That's the way it is. And you got to protect your family. You got to stand up for your character and your ethics that, 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 that you hold close to you. But I'm going to tell you, if you're a single dude, like, 
don't be afraid of the dark side. Like embrace your dark side, but at the same time, build your character to equal or exceed that dark side. That's that's the biggest thing. You could have, like, I'm going to tell you right now, Michael Jordan, like if you've ever read Relentless and 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 some of those books like that, they're, they're some of the baddest mofos alive that people look up to had a really, really dark side to them. Like they walked out onto the court. They may not have said it, but they walked out onto the court and them playing against somebody one-on-one was was equivalent to them trying to take their life. And I'm not joking about yeah. that. Like that's that's the level of intensity in their minds. And, but they and controlled it and didn't actually kill them. One hundred percent controlled know. it. Yeah, they they might have killed them on the court. Yeah, but that's why they excelled in those situations because they were able to bring their character to the level of where their dark side was. So yeah. I, when I say dark side, like stand up for it and understand that when it's time to go to battle and there's conflict, don't be afraid of it. Right. Don't be afraid of it. Handle it like a man, like what we talked about. You know, and that's what we talked about from being passive. Doesn't mean you have to engage in every freaking bullshit thing. We talked about this earlier. Don't argue with fools because they'll drag you down to their level and they'll beat you with experience. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not in, insinuating that you should go argue with everybody about everything that you don't agree with. But when things impact you and they cross your line, that's when you stand up. You don't let people cross your line, man. Don't ever let people cross your line. Um, and and that, that goes for a lot of different things. And I think if every man in this country at a level of character that was acceptable and they never let anybody cross that line, the standard of this country would increase. That's just what I and, and I'll say something just because we live in the world of social media and everybody thinks, oh, yeah, you know, I'm going to go talk. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go, you know, disperse my standard all over social media. That is not what we're talking about. Nope. Typically, the people with the strongest character and the highest standard don't say very much. It's exactly right. Right. So don't be the guy that's just going to comment on everything you disagree with. Nope. Um, Maybe just leave social media out of the equation because that's not reality. Yep. Um, it's a great tool, and you can use it. But don't try to be a tough guy on social media and be a pussy in real life. Well, and that's and that's a that's a key key stick right there. Like, th- don't get me wrong. If you do something on social media, your wife puts something on there, and somebody says something stupid or whatever, and, and and you bust their balls. You know, take your win, dude. Like, don't don't get me wrong. Like, yeah. I, I I agree with you. I respectfully disagree to where you should never do that because I think that there's there's areas. Where even in social media, you need to you need to stand up and bust somebody oh, out. No, but, I agree, I agree with that, hundred percent. Because and I'll tell you, because my my cousin said this to to me this weekend. Probably shouldn't have said that's who it was. Well, actually, he'd be okay with it. the person that he was talking about. I'll leave him out just okay. for just because maybe there's still time to save him. Um, I'm not sure. I'm losing faith. <laughs> maybe there is. But he kind of would pick and pick and pick, and my cousin on social media because it's easy to do it there, you know. And then it got it went a little too far one day, and I called him out and, on social media in yeah. front of everyone. And and my cousin told me, he said, "Ever since you did that, he don't really say anything." Mm. So I I, I agree. There, there's, while, yeah. If it's done properly, now I didn't just wear it out and keep you know having a, an argument on Facebook. That's stupid. But yeah, well, that's like that that book, becoming a king, right? Like that's synonymous with like every once in a while, the lion needs to remind the hyenas who runs the show. Yeah. You know, and that's and that's just kind of how it goes. You know, and and it doesn't mean that you go around flexing your muscles because, like like Cam said earlier, some of the most confident people in the world, some of the biggest badasses in the world, don't feel the need to go around and show you that they're a badass, right? But when you cross the line, you know who you're messing. With. You know, that's that's the point yeah. here. That that's that that's the point. And and the, and the other side of it is, please, for the love of God, shut your mouth on social media if you're going to be a pussy in person. Yeah. Do not say shit on social media if in person you wouldn't be willing to say the same thing to that person. 
that that's something that we've got to get to is if you're going to say it on social media, then you got to be willing to be in the same room with that individual and say it to their face yep. in person. Like, and that's where we should get to. That's where we need to be at. And if you are a man listening to this and you are trying to increase your character, like that's, that's how you do it right there. If you're going to say it on social media, it should be something that you'd be more than willing to say to their face when you're standing face to face with, whether you take an ass whooping or not. And just because somebody's bigger than you and they might be able to whoop your and ass you doesn't might. mean that that line changes. No, nope. my standards don't change because you can whoop my ass. I just say it from further back. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, Conor McGregor comes up, slaps yeah. my wife's ass. Oh. I'm going to take an ass whooping. Like that's just what I it don't is. know. It's I mean, just... he might have him now. <laughs> I'm kidding, Connor. We're good. We're good. But I'm We're just good. telling you, I, that that would be one of those situations. But you don't always have to win. No. You don't always have to win those situations. You stood up for where your character. Well, you was won. And where your you line won. Was. You won. You might not have won that fight, but you won. Well, they, in, in yourself yeah. and with your wife and everything else. Yeah. No. One hundred percent. So you don't go looking for fights, but you set your line, and then when your line's crossed, you defend it. Like that's that's just the way that I believe. It's kind of like we talk about all the time. You can go running around trying to conquer a bunch of countries, or you can build your country the way that you want it, exactly to the standard that you want it to be at. And when somebody comes in and, and crosses the line and, and is not now, when somebody comes in and crosses the line, is a good way to say that. Um, should you keep those same standards, or should the standards be different? For no, the, no, you always if somebody you change came them, in across the line. No, that's the thing. You know, if like these are the rules in my house. You know, not to do this and that, blah, 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 blah. But like, if you're say, a guest, just do whatever like, the hell like, you want. Like, let's say that... Matter of fact, here's some cash. Let's say that heroin <laughs> is not okay in my house. And just you walked into my example. house as a guest yeah. and decided to start shooting up on my couch. In that situation, I would hand you 20 bucks so that you could get more. <laughs> That's what I would do. That seems logical. Some of the seems logical shit. And if you guys don't understand what we're talking about... I feel like just, everybody does. Just look around yeah. for a couple seconds at the dumb shit that's going on. Mm. But... Um, Cammy, last thoughts. That was a good one to end on. Yeah, I like that. So, uh, if if you guys don't understand what we were talking about right there, uh, just turn on the news for about ten seconds. Uh, that's all you need is about ten seconds. Don't turn on any longer than that. Oh Lord. Um, you know, social media, whatever it may be. But t- the the truth of the matter is, the takeaway from this is understand who you are, understand where your character ethics are, understand where your line is. And, and I don't mean I don't I don't mean draw a line in the sand. I mean draw a line in the concrete. And then as you progress and as you grow, and we highly encourage you to grow as an individual, your standards will grow. And that's where your character ethics will continue to grow. And when that line is infringed, do not hesitate to stand up for it. Doesn't mean you have to be a dick, but you stand up for it and make it known that it's not okay. Because what happens is people don't understand where to stop, right? When you allow that to happen, your standards automatically drop because you tolerated something outside of where you said your standards were. And as you continue to tolerate that, your reality will start to become that. So understand that character ethics are very important, that standing up and not being passive in those kind of situations are very important. Don't go looking for fights because then you just look like a dumbass. You look like a bully. Like, and and I'm, I'm not about that at all whatsoever. But understand where your character ethics sit and defend that line. That's part of the movement.